Cofield and Company, live from NBA Summer League at the Thomas and Mac. Give it to him. Thank you. <laughs> Wiseman remains red hot. Wesley, back to back. Pippen Jr. with the absolute dime inside the Jones. Thor. Ball game. JT Thor with the game winner from the corner. It's time for Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. It is Cofield and Company here at the NBA Summer League Thomas and Mack Center. Getting ready. Game coming up in about an hour over here. There's a game already going on over at Cox Pavilion. I would tell you to make sure you come over and check out these games. Get out here. Support the event. Guess what? Uh, there's a ton of people here. People know about the event. They're getting it. They understand it. It is packed every single day. Doesn't mean you can't still get out here and enjoy the action. Uh, big games on tap today. We'll get into some of them. Some other cool events, too, going on here tonight at the Summer League. So we'll get into a little bit of that as well. And I found what I thought was going to be one of my favorite stories that we're ever going to do on this show. And it's only our second favorite story of today. So that is nuts. <laughs> a lot going on here from the Summer League. Adam Hill, John Von Tobel Hill, and his homies edition of Cofield & Company. John, how you doing, sir? I'm good. You know me. Uh, I am an NBA nerd, so... Uh, I have been here since opening night. I saw you that night, and um, it's kind of been like heaven for me. This is dope, you know, watching all these young guys, some dudes that are like second-year players that are killing it, uh, like Quentin Grimes, for example, is absolutely destroying the summer league for the New York Knicks. Um, but I like it, man. Like, I like this scene. It's cool to see all these players play. It's not like the best basketball, but at least I can tell you, when he when I'm old and he's a Hall of Famer, I saw Paolo Bencaro the first time in a Magic uniform. You, you know, could also like we, me and Steve talked about uh, guys that he saw that he was like, this guy sucks, and they ended up being good. Yeah. I have said my greatest – I think my greatest talent evaluation of all time came here at the Summer League, and I've told you the story before, I believe, with uh, watching – I think he went like 0 for 3 in the first quarter, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and, yeah. and I said he is going to be the greatest player in NBA history. <laughs> he might be. Uh, he might be. I mean, he's not quite – but he's, he's not. It's not, time it's not a it. crazy statement no. uh, after watching him. So yeah, you get to see the full spectrum of players here and uh, get to overreact. I, I said the other day, and I think I don't know. You were not sitting by me, but there was a media person and an, NF, or an NBA executive. They're down here in the uh, front row, and after one quarter, the media person tapped the guy on the shoulder and said, "I told you Jabari Smith sucked." Oh come on! And I was like, "Wait a minute, who was the media member?" I don't know. Oh, okay. But he was like one of these, like, he was trying to interact with everybody, and uh, he was definitely trying to make himself known Brown there. Her. Brown knows her. And I said, what are you doing? It's a quarter did, of a summer league Did game. the NBA executive respond, that's why you're not in my spot? <laughs> no, he said, ah, it's early, yeah. it's early. Like, okay, yes, it's it's very early. Uh, but, yeah, you can check these guys out early, early in their career. And, by the way, guys that aren't right away in their career, that was very cool. James Wiseman played last night, and okay. got to see a glimpse of maybe the Warriors' future a little bit, so... Get into that and much more, but let's do it. It's the three on Cofield and Company. It is the three. There's so much going. Okay. The, I, I we got focus. We got some tweets yesterday. We must stay focused, but we must. 
And we are, by the way, we are going to be, we are here courtside. So we're going to be seeing, well, not quite courtside. We're in the arena, so we'll see some action uh, yeah, later so on in the down, show. We are, uh, what are we, section 104? Yeah, section yeah. 104, we're at the top, so come say hi. Well, we have lots of security. We're not, nobody's yeah, going like, to be Keep allowed. your distance, peons, yeah. okay? But you can come wave at us. Wave at us from afar. Throw rose uh, petals sure. at our feet. But yeah, as, as the show wears on, you'll hear some uh, NBA action going on in the background, and certainly get on down here and check it out. Uh, but... There's a, again, I, t- I said at the beginning, we have two of my favorite stories we've ever done. We're, we can't do it yet. First one's coming up at 3.15, so okay. stay tuned. Let's, let's start off with some good news locally. A- team Wilson, Team Asia Wilson, won the WNBA All-Star Game yesterday with a great performance from her teammate, Kelsey Plum, who wins the MVP award. That's not the story, but just on that part. Cool, cool for the Aces to have the uh, NBA, WNBA All-Star Game MVP. Oh, yeah. Well, and, like, to kind of showcase for them, too, right? I mean, they had, what, three starters, so two on one team, one on the other. Uh, this is a team that there are some. I was reading some uh, WNBA write-ups uh, that believe that the Aces could be the start of a dynasty in terms of how good they are and uh, how well they have played. I know the first half ended on a little bit of a down note. Um, no, it's a really good showcase for Las Vegas, a team that seems to be one of the best in the WNBA and has championship aspirations, and then to have your players show out and one of your players win most valuable player and get awarded for it, I think it's a very good thing for the Las well, Vegas Aces. Did she get awarded? <laughs> now, here's the thing. <laughs> so for those who didn't see it, Kelsey Plum, uh, the MVP trophy that she got, it, so it's a really tiny. So first off, it's a super generic looking trophy, right? It's like if you if if I tell you picture a trophy in your mind, you pictured that. It's like the cup looking thing with like the two handles on the side and like the top. I'm, like I'm going to say this. How old is your son? How old is Diego? Uh, he's going to be four in a month. I think if we asked Diego to draw a trophy, this he, is what he would draw. Yeah, he would draw that. Yeah, <laughs> yes. like it's like it's a cliche trophy. <laughs> yes. But it's so. It's tiny. it's what a like a political cartoonist would draw as a trophy. Right. Yeah. It's super tiny. I would say it looks like, at the most, six inches tall, at the most. (laughs) Right? Unless Kelsey Plum has giant hands. Right. I don't know if we've discounted that fact. Can I say, the way she's holding the trophy doesn't help because she's holding it. Like a teacup. Like, she's got her pinkies out almost. (laughs) So, like, the way she's holding it makes it look way more dainty than it really is. Maybe. I don't know. I don't haven't held it. I can't wait for the next time I I interview her and I ask her her if she did that on purpose. Ari Booker, call the aces right now and ask her. (laughs) If she said... If she said, you know what, I'm going to really mock this and just hold it ridiculously. Like, it, it, that looked like it, right, the way she was holding it. Does now, it does it take anything away from the award that I don't, it's so I don't silly? Know. Well, here's the thing. So let me ask you this because, like, so everybody right away was, like, just slamming the WNBA, right? Like, yeah, good job. People, there was somebody responded. They went to Amazon and Googled WNBA trophies <laughs> and found, like, three that were way cooler looking for only, like, 69 bucks. Um, but what if it's, like, pure silver? Like, does that help? No. If it's like a pure silver I mean, unless trophy. she plans on what if it's white? It, if what she, if it's if white gold? It? Like, does it have to be big? Or if I were to tell you right now, it's like a white gold trophy, pure white gold. Like, what would you say? Does that make it better? Or does it have to be big? I mean, possibly. But why don't? How about if you just make like give a token, a white gold token, and then give them a real trophy? You know what it looked like? It looked like some WNBA executives were driving to the All Star game. And somebody oh, like, nobody got a trophy. Did anybody get a trophy? <laughs> and somebody was like, no. Wait, quick, stop because by Michaels. It's <laughs> not even like there's a player on it. It's, it's just a – it's like a cup with two handles. Right. That's very tiny. 
It, it makes no sense. I think I could be wrong. I think it's what. Oh, it does say WNBA All Star on it. Okay. Just <laughs> the so way she's small. holding it, and I'm like, okay, I will say it is bigger in the picture that I'm looking at here at the top. The wide, the wide, yeah, view, the, yeah. the wide view makes it look a lot taller. So, but not I'll say that's like not a lot taller. No, but I mean, like I was saying, six inches at most. That definitely looks like six to eight inches tall or something sure. like that. You know, sure. Uh, just silly. I mean, Kelsey Plum has that look on her face. I really want to joke about this. I really want to mock it, but I'm gracious. I'm going to appreciate the award. I mean, the little that I have seen from her personality, she seems like one who would have jokes for oh, a trophy like that. When the camera was <laughs> off, the jokes were flying. <laughs> when she was, you know, texting back to, you know, friends and other athletes around town. Right. Uh, she was She was definitely. See if she put anything on her Instagram. Let's see. I mean. Any good jokes. She, she had to. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I would imagine that she has to. But I guess the. What we if we weren't snarky and obnoxious, our takeaway would be like very cool that Kelsey Plum. Oh yeah, it's, won su- the WNBA it's super game cool. But like, do we go like super serious like WNBA? What's your problem? How could you do this type thing? Or is this like funny joke? That, like, that's how it. many how many stories has she posted? Uh, quite a few. A lot of bathroom selfies too. Yeah. All right. Plus food and whatnot. Is that her in Asia? I don't believe that was okay. Asia. All right. Well, right there it is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It does not seem There's that there no are many trophy. jokes. So, although uh, that last video, I could not hear any audio. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, congratulations to Kelsey Plum and Team Asia Wilson winning the WNBA All-Star Game. Good work by them, although I was a little bit disappointed in the All-Star Saturday. The All-Star Saturday with yeah. the skills competition. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Point. She should have won the skills competition. But Sabrina Nescu really tore it up. Good job by Kelsey Plum this weekend. I know. She's coming out strong, man. She had a good end of this first half. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in NBA news that's going on, obviously Summer League going on right around us here, DeAndre Ayton potentially on the move? Yeah, so this is this is one of the like the things that is holding up, one of the many things that is potentially holding up uh, Kevin Durant's spot, right? So there is a report from one Brian Windhorst earlier today that the Phoenix Suns. What does uh, that mean? And the what's that? Oh, right, the Indiana <laughs> Pacers. Yeah, yeah, Brian Windhorst. Hmm. Um, so Windhorst brought up the fact that the Pacers are nearing uh, sending an offer sheet to DeAndre Ayton. They they have been long rumored to be coveted uh, to covet uh, one DeAndre Ayton. Now they have Miles Turner, so it does sound like there would be a potential sign and trade deal that would send DeAndre Ayton to Indiana, potentially sending Miles Turner back to Phoenix. Um, but a lot of this has to do – there's a lot of things that come from this, right? So first off, what needs to happen first is that Malcolm Brogdon needs to officially be traded to Boston. But Malcolm Brogdon was on vacation and, as of a couple of hours ago, did not take his physical yet. So he can't be traded yet. So if he can't be traded yet, then the Suns – or excuse me, the Pacers can't uh, put up an offer sheet for DeAndre Ayton. And so DeAndre Ayton can't sign it, so thus the sign-and-trade can't happen. So, like, there are, all, there are all these things that are waiting to happen, but it does impact potentially uh, the package – for Kevin Durant, if the Brooklyn Nets, you know, like initially rumored that DeAndre Ayton would be part of the deal, right, for Kevin Durant. I uh, don't think Miles Turner would carry the same weight. So if they're still going to get him, uh, the Phoenix Suns, that is, they would have to alter their trade package, and we'll see if that means anything. Uh, but this is, I think, the first domino in maybe what we start to see in terms of where Kevin Durant might end up going. So he's going to the Warriors. Maybe. I mean, That's, uh, That is watched, the best storyline, right? It is, but, like, it realistically – Especially if you watch last night. Like, Kaminga, 10 to 22 from the floor. This is where he scores like 28, 24, yeah. something like that. Moses Moody has 30 plus the other day. 
if you're the Warriors, you're kind of looking around going, we're not giving this stuff. We're not giving this up. Yeah, yeah their, their future is very bright, right. even with, like, you know, people could say, well, the window's closing, got to take advantage of Steph and Clay and Draymond while they're still in their, you know, at the at least backside of their prime. But, yeah, the future looks very bright. They've done a great job finding talent, unbelievable job. And obviously it helped that they had a couple down years. Uh, yeah. But, but great job by them to continue to find talent to back it up. So maybe they don't need to make a Kevin Durant deal. Uh, to make this go and happen. Uh, other NBA news, the play-in tournament looks like it's going to be voted as being permanent. I mean, it's a silly thing, but it's still – it's more basketball. It's fun. Yeah, well, and I also think, too, I think it's kind of good. Like, the one thing we don't talk about with the play-in is that it has – like, people keep complaining about these tanking teams, right? We, we complained about it in the past. Well, now all of a sudden you're seeing teams like New Orleans, like, go for it, right? Like, try to make the play-in. They acquire C.J. McCollum. Like, they're acquiring assets to – I don't know, be like a top eight seed. You know what I mean? Like you're seeing a team like Sacramento go onions to the wall to try to be a top ten seed in the Western Conference. So the inverse of that is you don't include the play-in, which eliminates those two teams from contention, and all of a sudden you get more teams who are probably just going to go for the ping-pong balls. Like I, I think when you look at the way the NBA has handled like tanking, it was such a big complaint, right? They adjusted the lottery odds. You don't get the 25% shot, right, if you're the worst record. Um, now it's 14% across the worst three records in the NBA. And there's a play-in incentive for all these teams, too. So I just feel like, I feel like which one is it? Did you, like the general you, did the collective not like tanking? Because I think the NBA has done a pretty good job in deterring that. You're still going to get those teams, but they are much fewer than what it was like three or four years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, and I would make the argument... Also, I think if you want to be in support of the plan, and there's no reason to be against it now, it's here. Like, there's, you know, keep fighting if you want to, but it's right. going to happen. It's going to be voted in. Uh, there is an element of it, – it's a weird concept, but it's something we've argued about many times on the show and discussed. The best team doesn't always win the championship, right? It's the team playing best at the end of the year. Sometimes it's just a fluky thing that happens at the end of the year. But they're also at that bottom level of the playoffs – there's teams, you know, that are 9, 10, 11 seeds potentially in the old format that wouldn't get into the playoffs that are playing their best basketball of the year. Maybe somebody got healthy. Maybe a couple guys came back. They're playing at a very high level and are more deserving of being in that tournament, the playoff tournament, than a team that maybe was like a three seed early on that is completely faded and run out of gas and they got nothing left and they get into the playoffs as an eight and just get blown out. Mm-hmm. So to see, it's, it's, you know, there's no specific examples of that, but like the rare case where that happens Better to figure out who's playing the best on that bottom group right now to make the best first-round series. Uh, I guess it, it, it can make the argument from that sense. And the argument for the NBA is it's a much more money. Right. It's great. It's and and the, the points that you were making, too, hey, we can say this is fighting tanking and everything else. So um, it's going to happen. It's cool. Fight it if you want. It doesn't matter. It's going to happen. And we're going to see it in the NBA permanently. And really quick to your point, I mean, look at what the, like, the Pelicans are a really good example. A team that made a trade at the deadline to get a little bit better. That team playing the last half of the season was much better than the team that started the year, right? Statistically, they were one of the best teams in the NBA, uh, you know, when you looked at their offense. And they pushed the Phoenix Suns. I mean, that was a 2-2 series that, yeah. with that 1-8 matchup. Yeah. And then you need, you know, you have a booker to come back. Chris Paul has his 14-14 game from the floor. It took a lot for the Suns to get by the Pelicans. So it's, it offers a little bit more intrigue, I think, than it's given credit for. Also, have you – I mean, you've been here more than I have. I've been here every day, but not for very long and not paying that much attention. Uh, they are they are experimenting here in the Summer League with a rule to get rid of the take foul, which, yeah. you know, for those that – you know, if you watch the NBA, if there's a turnover in the – you know, in your offensive end, and then there's going to be a breakaway the other way. You just foul somebody, and there's no real penalty for it. Now you're getting a free throw and the ball, 
if somebody does that to you. Have you noticed it going on much of teams not taking that take foul? Because it's the experiment that's going on, and it looks like it is going to be you know, brought full-time to the NBA. I well. think there was there was one instance in the Houston-Orlando game, if I remember correctly, um, of a, like a transition opportunity and the you know, team's fouling, and then, of course, that happened. I like it. I mean, because you know what the stupid thing is? is It's not even so much that I don't like to take foul. You know what drives you nuts is when you're watching and, like, Jason Tatum takes the take foul. Like, you dick, no. You're, you're one of the, you're the best player on the floor for us. <laughs> you don't need to take a meaningless foul. And so it stops, like, good players from actually doing it. You know, you send Peyton Pritchard. Uh, to get a take foul. Jason Tanner doesn't need to do that. And then you see him get in foul trouble later, and you're like, you know, one less foul really helped right now. So I kind of like it in that regard. I didn't really mind it, uh, unlike some others, but, you know, it's a FIBA rule, and I think it's going to help out for the most part. You're going to get more exciting basketball because most exciting basketball happens a lot of times in transition. All right. Have we done it? Have we gone long enough? I think we have. I. Somebody asked yesterday if we're going to do all three hours on this. No, of course not. Are we going to do the last two hours and 45 minutes? Maybe. No, we're not. But we have not said it yet. It's Zach Wilson down the show today. Yes, it is. This is the Zach Wilson Show. Come back. It's time. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Durant's legacy is jumping from place to place and never really being able to find whatever it is he's looking for. He can't do it. But now, he's in the worst situation I could ever possibly imagine. Now, he's telling the Nets he wants out and they can't find anybody willing to give up the price that they want them to pay? Could there be anything that is a greater blow to the ego of a person as accomplished and as significant as him? Now, back to Cofield and Company, live from NBA Summer League. It is NBA Summer League Hill and his Hobies edition. Cofield and Company here from the Thomas and Mac. Hear the music, hear the squeaking of sneakers in the background. We are in oh, the they, arena. They're about what? to take a shot. What? You hear the squeaking voice of Mike Greenberg. <laughs> I mean, that was unnecessary. No, that's just who you're going with. That, that, that's where you're going. I was like, wow, it's it's aggressive. Although he's you know a little didn't, wrong in his little rant. He also there. break up a great team. He did. He did bring I up mean, a great team. Although one could argue that what we're about to discuss could bring a team together. Okay. Well, it's time. We put it off. I Look, I, I am a child. I admit it. Uh, when I see a story that is like this, I get giddy. I, I was excited that, I, that we were doing the show today. Poor Steve Cofield and his Jets can never have nice things. Although I, I would say now I think you got to be more excited about the future of Zach Wilson. So here it is. Most of you have probably heard, of, heard the story already, but not everybody has. Not everybody is constantly on Twitter, and if you're on Twitter, it's pretty much all you've seen the last the last 24 hours. Yeah. There's not much else happening on Twitter. I will say, I went to make a joke yesterday about this. I first searched to make sure nobody else has made the joke. It had been made by like 20,000 people already. It's crazy what's going on. We'll give you the background of exactly what this Zach Wilson story is before we get into some of the silliness and craziness. So it starts with Zach Wilson being in a very long-term relationship. His girlfriend was with him in college. Go back, I think, very early in his college career. They started dating. She was at the NFL draft. They've been very public about their relationship. Their love. About January, that changed. They scrapped each other from from each other's Instagram, which, as you know, being the millennial that you are, John, that's that's a big, massive step. It used to be it used to be Facebook official, but now. That's uh, you stop so when you stop following Xers. each other. Yep. So if you stop following each other and then you scrub each other from your Instagram, 
it's over. Now, yeah. Zach has been seen with other girls. There has been rumors of who he's been with, that sort of thing. Nothing official. But it all changed this weekend. Because his ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend decided to go Instagram official. They, they went public. Now, the problem with that, like, hey, look, you move on. You know, the relationship's over, you move on. It just happened to be that her new boyfriend is Zach Wilson's former roommate and best friend, who also is a borderline NFL player. Borderline. But you, you don't know who he is. That's fine. Uh, he's a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver. Dax Millen It's fine, whatever. But he is kind of in the Commanders? NFL. He was in the Commanders. Yeah. I think now he's on the 49ers, 49ers? practice okay, squad, yeah. maybe so. Uh, yeah. So he's kind of in the NFL. But they go official. Now you start to look and say, oh, Dax and Zach do not follow each other anymore on Instagram either. Clearly, there was a falling out there, most likely over this girl. Okay. This happens. There's drama. Things happen. Hate to lose your boys like that. Now, somebody jumped in the comments of this Instagram photo and made made an accusation about the girl and referred to as a, quote, homie hopper. One of the worst accusations you can throw to one. Which... You know, obviously it's self-explanatory, but she's just jumping from friend to friend. Okay, fine. That's thrown out there. Now, obviously she's going to ignore this, right? Just let that go. Right. Some idiot commenter calls her a homie hopper. Who cares? Probably get a lot of bad comments on Instagram if you're a public figure like that. Although she decided to respond. Oh, okay. And she says the response in the comments that has completely torched the internet. In a since-deleted comment, by the way. Uh, well, her she yeah. deleted her Instagram. Her Instagram's gone. Yep. She's no longer on Instagram. Because believe me, the last 24 hours have involved a lot of me researching not only his pages, but her pages, Dax's pages, yep. <laughs> trying to find out some connection and who could have been the next person in this whole mystery. Because her accusation is that Homie Hopper, he's the one who slept with his mom's best friend. That's the real Homie Hopper, she okay. says. Okay. That's, no, that's, that's a bombshell. Naturally. That's, that's the equivalent of a Woj bomb. That's just, it's incredible. It's one of the greatest things that's ever happened in the NFL. And this is, we talk about the NFL being a 12-month season. It's an 11-month season. July, actually, uh, late June, last week of June to last week of July is the uh, the only downtime of the NFL. Zach's supposed to be on vacation. <laughs> so, so, yes, suppose, yes, actually, she's on vacation with her new boyfriend. He was in the NFL. That's why she's on vacation, posting photos. This is supposed to be the downtime of the NFL. Instead, we get the greatest NFL story that's ever happened. Now, there's a lot here. First of all, we have no idea if this is true. This literally is just the accusation of his ex-girlfriend, who very well could just be trying to throw off the scent of her being with her ex-boyfriend's best friend and breaking up that friendship. But it's still, I think we're going to choose to believe it. I think we want to believe it. Right. I think there's many different layers of where this could all go. I mean, Zach Wilson has gone from... All right, he was an okay player, especially down the stretch in his rookie season. Who knows where he's going to go? Maybe he could be good. Maybe he could be good. To, I'm guessing, this week, the most popular jersey sale. He's a dog. He a dog. <laughs> That's everywhere. It's out there. So, it's insane. 
there's so much craziness. So we've caught you up on the story. If I'm sure, you know, 95% of people out there have probably heard at least some part of this story. We wanted to make sure we had the basics because it's not over. There's more layers to this. There's a lot happening here that we have to get into. And we'll continue. It's Zach Wilson Day. Happy National Zach Wilson Day to everybody out there. We have more. More Zach Wilson. We're not going to do the whole show. But at least we have a couple more minutes because the story continues to take twists and turns like every 10 minutes. I don't know what's happened since we've been on the air. I'm going to check during uh, during the break. That's why we're stepping away. We'll come back. More Zach Wilson Day. The crew over at Finley Toyota speak Spanish, Thai, and even Persian. In fact, they speak 14 different languages. Come in and talk the universal language of big savings today. You don't like gifts? Nah. How come? Gifts aren't selfless. Like, if somebody gives you a gift, right, they want you to like it because it's really about them. It's not about you. They want to feel like they did something right for you. If you get somebody gave you a gift and then you was like, all right, for sure, thanks, they're going to be mad. You might be the first person I ever heard that said they don't like gifts. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live from NBA Summer League. Uh, first person? Really? Clearly, that was Vince Staples. Clearly, Vince Staples listens to the show. Um, I think we are two people that wholeheartedly agree with that statement. Not the first person. We've made this this exact claim for years. So I will say this. This is great. Really quick, because I know it's Zach Wilson Day. There was one year. (laughs) That's the gift that keeps on giving. Happy Zach Wilson Day. So there was one year that for my birthday, um, you know, a, a friend of mine, uh, not like best close friend, but like one of those friends that you always see at the big friend gatherings. You know, you're clo- you, you, sure, you, you see sure. them all the time, whatever. In their friend group. Yeah. They got me something for my oh, birthday. Oh, no, they did And And I'm like, like, and this is the other thing, too. I, I, I enjoy this person. I like this person. We are friends with this person. I've hung out with this person. But never once in our, like, friend relationship have we exchanged gifts of any right. type. Or, or it sounds like given any indication that you're on that level. Right. And so I get a I get a birthday gift from them, and I'm like, oh, thanks, I appreciate it. And then I, I never got them anything following that, nothing for Christmas, because like I just kind of forgot about it. You know what I mean? And I think two since that day, that person has held that against me. Of course, but I what, didn't that, ask that's you to give me does. a gift. That's why people give gifts. It's so it's so annoying. We've done this a million times, so we don't have to do it again. But it's absolutely how things go. So now, stop being selfish. Don't conversely, one of the only gifts I've gotten recently, because, again, I don't like to give people things. I don't want to be on that level. Like, I don't want you to have pressure to get me something. I did get you a gift a couple years ago only because, if you remember, our guy, Dassey. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was making Christmas music. Yeah. And I was like, hey, this would be hilarious. But the thing was, for that gift, you didn't tell me, right. and I just got it out of nowhere. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, like, yeah. This is incredible. I was like, this like, is what funny. Is this? And it was just, and, and to Vince Stable's point, yeah. just as much for me. I thought it was yeah. great. I thought it would be hilarious. It would be good for the show, too. It's perfect. And, by the way, can I also tell you, he will not stop reaching out to me. Really? Yeah. We're friends on TikTok. <laughs> really? What does he yeah. say? He sends uh, you stuff? I'm actually looking, I'm th- like, I'm looking at my DMs right now. I know he sent me one not too long ago. Uh, and I just, I'm here. Uh, yeah, last month he said, um, he said, oh, wow. <laughs> he said, this, this, this is the final copy. He sent me a rough draft of his new beats. Yeah. And of course, you know, he said, hey, I still oh, have to tweak a few things. Oh, you're gassing him up. I said, yo, up. that's dope. You're gassing him up. <laughs> 
By the way, I'll say I love Brad Dassey. He's amazing. If you don't know, he's the relative of the kid from Making a Murder who is wrongfully imprisoned. Brendan Dassey, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but his music is not good. And we have, we have, and we have. <laughs> by the way, this is a connection that we have made like years. Yeah. Since, since like the first Making a Murderer season, like this has been in the works. We fought. We both follow him. He follows us on Twitter. He's my friend on TikTok. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, he sent me. A, he sent me a new beat, and he said, "Hey, check this out." I tweeted out the beat. I was like, "Hey, Brad's got some new fire coming." One of them wasn't bad. I was like, Aye. and then he said, uh, "Just want to sincerely thank you for checking out my work. As always, definitely appreciate your support." So yeah, th- but that was fun. That's what we're talking about. Gifts. That's how we got here. Run the Minnesota. Okay. Grab the guy. Soda. <laughs> he did say random Minnesota got, <laughs> got a soda. It's not a great rap. It's fine. Uh, Vince Staples is correct about gifts, though. I do think we should all start giving each other gifts for Zach Wilson Day. Every year on Zach Wilson Day, we'll do this. There's memes. There is I. No, I the, think what you do amount, on what you do on Zach Wilson Day is. Get your mom something? Yeah, I gonna, no. I mean, your I think, mom's friends? I think you have to, I was going to say, I think you have, to cheat on, you have to cheat on your significant other with your mom's best friend. I think just give gifts to the fr- your mom's friends. Yeah. I think that would be nice if we could do that. Uh, there are memes, gifts, like everything, TikToks, everything you can imagine going on right now about Zach Wilson. I, I, I think like you, you were just describing like friend groups. I have so many group texts that I'm part of. I wish I could get out of some of them, but you just are stuck in them. Uh, they were so lit up today. Everybody has their memes. Their, like Everybody is sharing all this stuff. Everyone is so fired up about this. This is the kind of thing that I think brings friends together. Brings, it brings people together. <laughs> everybody about. can joke. Everybody can have a good time. Uh, I will say, because this is an aspect that I don't think a lot of people have seen or know of, the, one of the first people to bring this comment that triggered this all to light that Zach Wilson had allegedly, again, we don't know for sure, Zach Wilson had allegedly had an affair on his longtime girlfriend with his mom's friend. A, a blogger from Barstool put out a TikTok. He does he does gossip reviews. That's, that's kind of his gig with, with Barstool. He put out a TikTok about it and said, hey, look at this comment. This is going to really create some controversy Almost immediately after he put the TikTok out, he was followed on Twitter by Zach Wilson. Nice. Zach Wilson then DM'd him and said, hey, man, take that down. And the response, which was actually pretty sane, right. said, I can. And he's, he said, I'm a Jets fan. I don't mind taking it down if you want me to. But you realize this is the internet, right? right? Yeah. Exactly. This is already out. This is not going to matter that I take the TikTok down. Everybody already knows about this. And Zach Wilson basically said, like, thank you for taking it down, whatever. And then Zach Wilson made the ultimate mistake in the in the new era of media by immediately unfollowing that blogger. Yep. So all he has to do is continue following. The blogger says, hey, this is cool. Zach Wilson follows me. I can kind of reach out and communicate with him at some point if I have to. But it's cool. You can tell people, hey, Zach Wilson actually follows me on Twitter. Zach Wilson unfollows him. He just followed him to get the DM. Unfollows. And now the guy says, okay, well, now I'm blowing it up even more because you unfollowed me. What a, what's the bigger mistake by Zach Wilson? The unfollow or the, or the sleeping with his first mom's friend? I mean, at this point, given his Q rating, I mean, think it's up. Uh, I think so, too. Yeah, I think the, the unfollow was the biggest mistake. You can't do that. You can't request. Like, and here's the thing. A follow is so meaningless in the grand scheme of things, right? Like, just follow him and, like, 
You probably have enough on your feed. You will never realize that you still follow the guy. Well, Just let him no. let him tell his friends that Zach Wilson follows me. Of course. You know what I mean? I had I had a famous sports personality that followed me, and I would be I would tell people, "Hey, look, I got this follow." And then the person, after about two years, unfollowed me, and I was very upset. Can I tell you? You ever told you my my most random follow on Twitter ever? Mine that was, happened. Mine was Becky Lynch, by the way. So that's nice. Who well, I know uh, nothing about wrestling, but it was my, great. Mine was um, when I was actually producer for Cofield Company. Former linebacker Jonathan Abraham followed me on Twitter. Okay. For like a month, and then like, out of nowhere, and like I, but like and he didn't follow me, so clearly it was a mistake. But I've always wondered what he clicked on to get to my profile. To then accidentally follow me, you know have, what I mean. Have you heard? Like Jonathan uh, Abraham at one point was staring at my Twitter profile, but for what reason and how he got there, I have always wondered how. Have you heard a uh, Cofield story about the unfollow? No. So, he got followed by comedian, actor, also sometime radio host Jay Moore. Okay. And he was following Cofield. One day he unfollowed, but not only unfollowed. Okay. He reached out to him and said, "You just tweet too much, man." <laughs> Ah, that's good. So you have to also reach out to a person now? Just unfollow. That's good. <laughs> that's great. There, there, there have been stuff. times, like, this is petty, this is the world we live in, first world problems. There are times where I'll be on Twitter and I'll notice somebody like doesn't follow me anymore. I'll like, get out of here. Yes. Unfollow. <laughs> of course. So to this blogger's point, because I saw a lot of people saying, oh, you mad, bro? Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah. There, like Sometimes there's people I'll, I'll click on their profile for some reason that should follow me. Yeah. Now, I don't think many people should be following me, but there are people that say, yeah, we've interacted enough. There's a, like, You should be following me. Oh, I have a, ba- I have a bad one. I, there is somebody. So a lot of people also have lists. Uh, this is. Uh, well, that's the other know. thing. There are people. That's the other part about it. And I don't, know if that, I don't know if you like that or not. There are times where somebody does not follow you, but they have you on a list on their yeah. tweet deck. That's what I Which have. Is, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's actually multiple people right. that I have. I thought that I followed them because they're on lists, so I get all their tweets. Yeah. But then I realized way too long into our friendship and, re- and business relationship that I don't technically follow them, and uh, it would just be too weird to now click follow. No, it's not. So two things, though. One, they go to your account. They can see that you don't follow them because it says follows you, right? No, I know, but I see all their – but I do see – but now if you follow – But you're saying – it would be awkward if you did it at this point. What I'm saying is they know. Where's the, the awkwardness comes from them realizing you didn't follow them, right? But, but they I know. interact with enough of their tweets that they have to know that I see their tweets. Yeah, but they see your account. It says follows you right next to it. And here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. This has happened before. Like, I just refollowed Steve the other day because, not because he tweets too much, I accidentally unfollowed him at one point somehow. You know what I mean? Well, I think that might be what this is, too. Right. It happens. Ah, now, bad. here, you want the ultimate ego thing? I had I interviewed somebody here at Summer League with with a, uh, we'll call it a smaller following than mine okay. by, like, a decent margin. Okay. Followed them. They never followed me back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then you unfollowed? I, I, I haven't yet, but I'm thinking about it. It's the ultimate ego thing. It's That's amazing. That's good. Well, I've hovered. I've hovered wh- with my thumb over the button. I swear I just saw a green jersey walk in here and thought for a second, like, if this is Zach Wilson shirt. jersey, they're my hero. But it was not. It wasn't. Uh, what was your favorite meme that you saw of anything oh, or any comment? Let me, let me count the ways, right? Uh, because I will say the, the selling of the T-shirt that says throwing bombs, banging bombs is <laughs> one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It's Jets colors. It's so good. 
But there's so up. many of them that are out there. Hold on, I got to pull this you up. Had, I, have I know you had likes. a couple, yeah, that you, uh, that you were showing uh, me. Let's see. Oh, the TikTok of the dude running down the street seeing Brady on his way home <laughs> after realizing Giselle is also a friend of Zach Wilson's mom. Uh, Corked Bats with a K up on Twitter. If the, if the Zach Wilson rumors are true, it'll mark the first time the Jets have scored over 40 since 2018. It's good. It's good. Uh, the Drake meme, you know, the uh, the yes-no one. Uh, no to the Mormon, but yes to the more moms. Very solid. <laughs> there's so many of them there's out so, there. There's too many. Well, we'll, we'll, take a, we'll take a break from Zach Wilson today. We want to hear about what is going on in the world of baseball and other such things. The legend of Las Vegas, Dave Koken, joins us next. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield and Co. Swing and a well hit ball, deep to right field. Back she goes, and this one is gone. Goodbye, baseball. He did it again. Carlos Santana, his second home run of the afternoon, and it gives the Mariners a six to five lead here in the bottom of the eighth inning. He gives no F's, and that's why you love him. It's Dave Koken on Cofield and Company. It is Dave Koken joining us here. Adam Hill, John Von Tobel from the NBA Summer League at the Thomas and Mac. Dave, how you doing, sir? Doing all right. Uh, big weekend for Carlos Santana and the Mariners, that's for sure. Yeah, no question. Well, I, I, I did want to just ask you about your thoughts on the, you know, you've been around the sports scene forever, and it's been surprising that we've had Major League Sports. It was going to happen eventually, but it's taken off here. But this event is such a success story for the city. Did you ever think we'd see something like this? We're selling out two arenas every day to watch exhibition basketball? Yeah, I thought it might happen because this is Las okay. Vegas. What better place to come and enjoy uh, the action and see lots of it than Las Vegas? It's, I, Las Vegas connects with everything. Yeah, that's true. And the guys can come here and enjoy basketball during the day and nightlife at night for sure. So uh, plenty for the guys to do, and that's why not only the players that are playing, but also players around the league are here hanging out, and it's a good time for the fans to get out here. Well, uh, we heard the Mariners' intro there. I want to get into your thoughts on the Mariners. I'll also say I just took a, I thought, a brutal beat yesterday uh, with the Blue Jays, losing essentially on a ball that ripped through the glove of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at first base. Just a ridiculous situation. But this Mariners team is red hot. What what have they done to be so good? You know, they were they were magical last year, pulling out one run games, and they weren't doing it really this year. Now they're doing it again. Uh, they they've just got a positive culture, and they're improving the team. And I think everybody at the clubhouse knows that as the trade deadline approaches, they're going to be buyers. This team is going to go out there and try and make the playoffs, and certainly the playoffs are within reach for them. What, what do you think they need to add to make this a, a contending roster? Uh, I think they'd like a veteran starting pitcher and another bat. Now, whether they can get them or not, who knows. But uh, they're in a pretty good position to trade. Well, you, you talk about a veteran bat. They went out and got Carlos Santana, who was abysmal in Kansas City. Now, all of a sudden, he's crushing about three home runs the last two days. He's got his average up. Uh, can he keep this going? I don't know. He's not going to stay this high. But Santana's always been a player who gets better as the season goes along. And he's gone from, it's got to energize him. He's gone from a team that's got no chance of winning while he's there uh, to uh, a team that's contending. And that's going to bring out the best in a veteran player. For sure. Well, Dave Koken joining us. Uh, found him at Wager Talk. Follow him on Twitter at Dave Koken as well. Well, the Mariners are red hot. The Baltimore Orioles are playing some really, really good baseball as well. 
Uh, did you see this coming from this team? No, not this soon. <laughs> They're ahead of schedule. Uh, and uh, I don't know how long it's going to continue. But they're the best last place team in baseball, that's for sure. And uh, look, they've got some young prospects that are making some noise. Dave, I had someone tell me about a month ago that the Baltimore Orioles were, quote, a sleeping giant. Do you think that that is a term that is properly used for the Baltimore Orioles? Right now? No. <laughs> Three no, years from now? Yeah, sure. I mean, the position play, the position players look strong. And they've got ad pitching. They've got a lot of pitchers on the way up. Hopefully some of them will come through. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, the real bad days appear to be behind them. What have they done right in, in building this roster? It's not really what they've done right. I mean, if you're bad for long enough, you almost can't help it. <laughs> so that's what's happened. You know, unless you misfire on all your draft choices, you're going to get better. So it's a, kind of a natural, natural evolution, I guess. We, we learned the All-Stars yesterday. Uh, when I was a kid, I feel like I would just go nuts about this and love every second of it. Uh, are you at a point now where you care at all about the All-Star game? No, I'll be at Delmar next week. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I probably won't see a minute of home run derby or, uh, uh, or the All-Star game. It's a vacation. Did you the ever? Breaks, the All-Star break's always been a vacation. Yeah. yeah. So, Dave, I, you, this is somewhat All-Star related, but it's a general question. Where do you, why do you think there's this resistance to accept what Otani's been doing for the Angels and just in baseball in general? Because I don't know if it's like this fatigue thing we get with really good players. It happens with a lot of them. But it feels like more, more now than it was last year that a lot of people are being resistant to what he's been doing and how much better he's gotten as a pitcher. Uh, I think everybody has a little – not everybody. A lot of people have a Skip Bayless syndrome yeah. where they, they like saying stay, stay stupid things even if they don't believe them. Uh, the difference is Skip gets millions of dollars a year to be an idiot uh, by design, in my opinion. And the people on Twitter that do it are not getting paid at all, so they're just stupid. <laughs> well, I'll use your word to segue. Uh, do you think Tony LaRussa is an idiot? No, but I don't think he's – I think he's too old to be managing the team. I don't think he connects with the players. And uh, he's there because the owner and him are buddies. And that's just kind of a dumb way to run a team. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'd ask if, if he should be fired. I, I mean, I think most people tend that, that aren't the owner tend to think he should be. But do you think it's salvageable if they do? If they fire him, can oh, this yeah. team? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, I, I'm, a, I'm an NHL guy. And in the NHL, they don't fart around, okay? Uh, when it's time to make a move, they do it. Major League Baseball drags its feet with managers for some reason. The Phillies did it this year, and it's helped them. I think there's two teams right now that are underachieving and probably could use a change in the dugout. The Blue Jays are one, the White Sox are the other. I don't think, I think Montoya's had it in Toronto, and I think the sooner they move, move them out, the better, the better up they'll be. Yeah, what a mess they are. I mean, they have such good individual players. and they're, like, they're playing well. You look at their numbers, they're playing well, and it's just not translating to wins at all. Well, but they're not playing well. Because they're making a ton of mental errors. Yeah. And there's, there's some kind of disconnect out there because they had the players only meeting a few days ago. I mean, that's just a bad sign. Uh, and, uh, and they're going the wrong way right now. Well, what do, you, what do you have coming up? What should people look for from you? Nothing much. I mean, just <laughs> my usual thing. Uh, baseball and uh, the CFL right now. And, and that's it. And then we'll uh, pick things up in a few weeks because college football is not that far away.
Yeah, how, how far into your uh, your studies are you on college football? Very far along. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, and there's some great follows out there. Uh, search around. Look to see who's providing actionable information and, uh, and grab on. Follow Dave Koken at Dave Koken up on Twitter. Follow at Wager Talk as well. And uh, look for that great stuff coming up here each week with us here at the show as well. Mr. Koken, thank you so much. And not next week. But I'll see you in nope. two weeks. There you go. Exactly. So enjoy your vacation. Enjoy Del Mar. We'll talk, talk, we'll talk to you then, sir. Good luck on the horses. I'm going there later this summer as well. Man, we'll come back. Get into some football. And the basketball will be starting here at the Summer League. So we'll uh, bring you up to date what's going on here with some of the storylines. We continue Cofield Company on this Monday.